Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 123 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. Steve Holt? No, not Steve Holt. <laughs> this is Chris. Two people today. You're, you're two people today? Are you two people today? You're identifying as Steve Holt, and then also you're being Chris. No, I was just using his catchphrase. Gotcha, gotcha. Introduce the character. I like it, I like it. Uh, Chris, how are you? I'm well, Steve. How are you? <laughs> I like the way Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> we have a guy who takes care of our lawn, and when he, whenever you ask him how he is, he goes, "I am well." <laughs> I thought that's what you were kind of reference. No, I just <laughs> okay. that's how I talk. That's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I'm doing well too. Um, it's been a crazy uh, week here in the United States, but yeah. uh, we'll see. Uh, a lot of news watching. Yeah, I've I've watched more news in the past week than I ever. Same. Ever I really watched. don't watch the news because I don't. I, I just hate, I just hate I just hate hearing. But I just had to know what was going on. Exactly, it was like watching a, a sporting match, except after the first day, it's it was like watching a scoring match where after the first quarter, no team scored, <laughs> and then with two minutes left in the fourth quarter, somebody scored. And yeah, then, and then took the lead. And then like you peek into like Nevada's like stadium, <laughs> and there's like no one there. And you're like, what are you guys even doing? <laughs> I love, and then there's Alaska. Like people are making fun of Alaska. They're like, obviously. Well, they have to bring all their votes, like by caribou, I think, to the office to count them and stuff. And I heard they had a big bad snowstorm a couple days ago. So, any listeners from Alaska, we apologize. We're just going off of stereotypes. I guess what we think happened in Alaska. I don't blame them. I blame I blame Nevada more. The, they the, know how to count the, there. The memes on uh, online about Nevada were so funny. Like. The entire world, Nevada, and then like Pennsylvania got called, and then right away Nevada was like, "Oh, by the way, this yeah, person yeah, won Nevada." Yeah. yeah, that was the that was that was really interesting. But uh, I mean, that's American politics for you. That's that, that's what goes on here. Oh, there's way more to American politics than that. Just watch House of Cards. That pretty much sums everything up. Uh, all right, so uh, Chris, uh, you have a happy Halloween. Going back uh, about a week ago. Oh wow, I did yeah. have a great Halloween. Yeah, you guys stopped by our house, which was a nice treat. You were uh, you were dressed up as Blippy. Yeah, um, adult viewers might not know unless you have young children. Blippy is a popular uh, YouTube star, uh, especially with my two year old. And um, when you now you really didn't go walking around any neighborhoods, did you? No, we just visited like family. I was curious if you were walking around and like some kid like pointed at you and said like Blippy. No, I was kind of wondering if any kid would know, but maybe. Uh, I mean, you can you can keep that costume, obviously. So maybe another year. Or... Well, Lucy did ask me to be Blippy again someday. Ah, there you go. You should surprise her one day and just just wake up and dress. You know, I, I actually felt bad because the first time she saw me in my Blippy costume, I was wearing a mask because just because of where we were. Okay. And so she, I think, had trouble telling it was me, oh. and she looked a little like Star Trek, starstruck, like she thought I might be the real Blippy. Oh my goodness! And I felt bad because she was like Blippy. Oh. 
crushed her dreams. And then I was like, it's daddy. It's daddy dressed up as Blippi. That must be a hard concept for kids, especially when it comes to Halloween time, where you are dressing up as something that you are not really. Right. She she, she had a lot of prep. I didn't tell her I was going to be Blippi. Yeah. But like her costume she knew about, she had watched like, she watched videos of people trick-or-treating. Like she generally, I think, had like an idea of how it worked. What was going on yet? Yeah. She seemed like... Just the whole concept, because like at first, wasn't she going to be a ghost or she wanted to well, be a ghost? Well, she told us every day that she's going to be a ghost someday. Okay. Which is kind of scary when a two-year-old tells you, <laughs> maybe ghost someday. <laughs> and <laughs> you're like, wow, that is true. I remember um, I was I was in her bedroom once, and she would like look out the window, and she goes like, I see ghost. And I was like no, freaked out. Stop. <laughs> no, she did say that, I swear. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. She said, I see ghost. Uh, okay. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, she went through a really big ghost ghost phase, and um, but like you so, said, like she knows that it's not real though. Like she just wants to dress up. As I'm it. not. I'm not sure. But to finish this quick ghost story, uh, we made her a ghost costume, but we also made her a baker costume because we had an idea to do a little like her and her brother. She was a baker. Her her baby brother Owen was a donut. It would look like she baked. It. Yeah. And so we made Nicole made those costumes. I don't, I'm not trying to take any credit for that. But she kept saying, maybe ghost someday, maybe ghost someday. So we made her the ghost costume. We're like, all right, she can be a ghost baker. That's cool. She would not wear the ghost costume. Now, was it a costume where she'd just completely be covered? With yeah, just two it, had, eye holes? it had two it had eye holes. Right, I, don't, yeah. I don't blame her, actually. It's a pretty tough costume to like fit right. You know. I mean, it was hard for E.T. when he dressed like that in the, in the movie on Halloween, trick-or-treating. So I forgot about that. You know, a two-year-old doing that. But also being a ghost baker. So is it a baker that went into the uh the afterlife or is it that's how i interpreted it okay nothing wrong with that I think that's pretty wait cool. were you is the other option a baker who cooks ghosts yeah no it wasn't that okay yeah it wasn't, wasn't positive but uh yeah so yeah i mean i thought you guys all had great costumes and it was, it was a nice little halloween it was definitely different so i remember the first um trick-or-treat that came to our house we didn't know if we should put masks on when we go outside so we did because the the, kid, the child wasn't wearing like a mask, and then we saw some of our neighbors had like tables. So then we like put out a little. I table. saw a lot of that. I think that was pretty popular, pretty yeah. common. So we like sat outside because we wanted to see them. Still, mm-hmm. we didn't yeah. just want to put it out there and let them steal all of our candy and then leave. You know, we wanted to make them work for it. You know, tell us who they are and whatever. So, but hopefully next Halloween things will be be a little. Yeah, different. I'm gonna have to do something at my house because for the second year in a row, my house got zero trick or treaters. <sighs> I think I'm gonna have to start advertising. So, so the thing is, though, is that what's the street as a whole looking like in terms of a lot of kids? That's the issue, but they all go somewhere. Hmm. I think it's because my street it's like a U. Yeah. But other than that, it go the U the the sides of the U are like it's like a major road that you wouldn't walk want to really walk down at night. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. unless you're local, you're probably not just coming there as part of like a nearby neighborhood. Right. So I think that's where kids are going to like the more neighborhood areas, like your area. You can connect to a bunch of other yeah neighborhoods through, through here, and that that kind of is more fun. I, I don't blame them, but I think what I'm gonna have to do is start putting out like maybe posters, and. Potentially radio ads. Like do kids listen? How much do kids listen to the radio? I'm not sure. I'd say I'd say YouTube. <laughs> okay. Say, yeah. No, you know what you should do? Do a YouTube ad dressed as Blippy and tell the kids that Blippy is going to be there. Oh boy, I'm not. I I want a little bit of an older crowd than a Blippy crowd. Also, my my Blippy costume is very ill fitting. It's an adult <laughs> extra large shirt, but it was like spandex. It was so tight. I don't know any extra large person who could comfortably wear that. Uh, and the hats only come in youth sizes, so that was too small too. It was just 
not great, but all right. So maybe we might have to rethink the the YouTube. But so ad at campaign. least posters. I'm probably gonna. Have to, I'll probably have to advertise full size candy bars and like a haunted house to get people to come. That's my plan. Some music blaring, some uh, fog machines. I know that's going to be in the Halloween budget in the future. Yeah, I was thinking if this was the year. So I went to Spirit the day after Halloween, as I do, to get fifty percent off sale, and they actually took away their fog machines, which was which is interesting because I know I remember them doing that in the past because I thought there were certain like higher ticket items that they didn't discount. Yeah, but I know for sure last year, twenty nineteen, they had the fog machines discounted, and I was like, yeah, but I already had bought a ton of other stuff, and uh... I didn't really need a fog machine then. Yeah, if you if you would have known, should have taken advantage of it because those things don't go bad, so they can just keep them till next year. Yeah, and exactly. Charge full price for them. They can do that with most of their stuff. I think yeah, that's, that's actually pretty true. much their business I didn't model. Even think about that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, if you remember, in honor of Halloween, uh, our previous episode, we had Hannibal Lecter and Sweeney Todd going up in a Halloween Wars style competition. How can I forget? That's right. Where we had a Hannibal Lecter, he made uh, some gorilla beef brains and chocolate edible arrangement paired with wine, and Sweeney Todd made some finger beef taquitos and cupcakes with a deep red chocolate interior. I can't, believe, I can't believe you made taquitos. What's wrong with taquitos? Would Sweeney Todd even know what a taquito was? Probably not. Well, no. Remember, I argued he was there for filming. Yeah, but it was. So. But yes, I remember. <laughs> All right. So uh, currently, looking at the poll. Uh, we have Hannibal Lecter with 66.7% of the vol- poll and Sweeney Todd with 33.3% of the poll. Uh, a couple comments. Wait, we- Go ahead. can you verify that all legal votes were counted on this poll and uh, no I'm, illegal votes I, were counted? I'm going to declare myself the winner right now. I won. I won by a long slide. So that's over. I don't even know why we're continuing to talk about this poll. But I guess we'll look at some of these people who commented, which who knows if they're real comments or not but it says one person wrote in saying because sweeney todd has no experience with cooking something at the level required for a cooking contest exactly and hannibal lecter is a renowned chef regardless of whether or not the dish is human or not (laughs) so in hindsight i feel like this so this was a fan suggestion and we went with it but hindsight i feel like maybe i should have thrown away sweeney todd and went with Oh, the actual the, baker. the baker from from down store. I forget her name. We talked about it in the episode, Mrs. Whatever her name was. Um, but I'm like, oh yeah, that probably would have been a little better. But it is what it is. Someone else said I didn't have time to listen, so I randomly chose Sweeney Todd. Whoever that is. Thanks for being honest. Thank you for being honest. I mean, there's no there's no deadline to vote in the poll. <laughs> so, so. so 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 Sweeney Todd got two polls. So it was me, it was me and that person. That's who voted for Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Uh, someone else also commented, Hannibal Lecter is, despite being deranged, one of the most precise and talented fictional characters ever. That is that is true. Yeah. Uh, from from your argument and from what you were telling me, I definitely uh, got that, that feeling about Hannibal Lecter. I actually felt bad that my ideas were so bad for his cooking. So, hey, that's all right. That's what we're, we're thinking on the fly here. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's what we're doing. So thank you to everybody uh, who voted in those, especially the person who randomly chose Sweeney Todd. <laughs> so that way I at least had a one-third chance of, uh, of winning that poll. I appreciate that. Remember, all of our uh, episode polls are at whowouldwincast.com slash vote. You can click on the thumbnail there, and you can vote for any one of our previous episodes. Uh, Chris, you ready to get started with today's episode? I'm ready. All right, cool. Let's do it. Please remember, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you'd just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. 
Send us an email at whowouldwincast at gmail.com and consider checking out our website, whowouldwincast.com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating on iTunes so it helps us spread the word about our show. Chris, what are we talking about today? Oh, we have an election-themed episode. If you have not gotten your fill of elections... That's right. We have another one for you. That's right. A fictional one, though. It is a fictional fictional election. Just like how the U.S. election was dragged out an extra four days, we are continuing to drag out this election season with our own school uh, class president election. You're being optimistic, saying it's only drag out four days. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's going to keep going. Um, so uh, this comes from uh, listener Paul Dewey. He actually sent us this suggestion, I think, back over the summertime. And I thought this was a really good idea, and I just kept it on the docket for around election season. And we're going to be talking about uh, Pedro from the cult classic Napoleon Dynamite. And we're going to imagine that he is one of the candidates in a class presidential election, just like he is in the movie. And each of us are going to pick a character who we think would be able to defeat Pedro. Now you, sh- I have, I, I've only seen bits and pieces of Napoleon Dynamite. I'm okay. not a fan, to be honest. That's which fine. is, which is actually surprising because it's like, yeah, that seems like it'd be right up your alley. Yeah, it, like the like kind of, I'm gonna say. So I've only seen bits and pieces, so I may be off the mark, but like kind of like the surrealist, like absurdist humor of it is mm-hmm. normally stuff I like. Yeah, but for some reason, it just, it just annoys me. Like a grown man talking about tots just really turns me <laughs> off. I'm just like. Dude, I don't want to. I don't want to hear this. So, so that must have that must have just because you were in high school when that came out. Like, if you say so. Yeah, because it came out in two thousand four. Okay. And I, <laughs> are you impressed that I knew that? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like that for you maybe you were in high school like that wasn't I don't want to say cool but like it probably really wasn't that popular amongst the high school crowd because I was in middle school and I remember like that was like huge i don't know it kind of was popular i guess but i just didn't like it yeah i'm surprised although there is one quote that has grown on me the one you say sometimes about throwing the football over them our mountains (laughs) (laughs) i find that really funny i just want to bet i could throw football over them mountains uncle rico (laughs) you've actually done uncle rico in this podcast haven't you we have yeah we did when we did our football uh super bowl episode Wow, that's that's wild. That's that, a long time that ago. That was when uh, the, the, the the overtime. Yeah, was the Falcons and the Patriots going in overtime. So that was uh, two thousand, I think seventeen now. Yeah, about three years ago. Uh, yeah, I I personally really like Forrest Gump or <laughs> Forrest Gump. <laughs> See, this is how much I love Napoleon Dynamite. I really personally enjoy Napoleon Dynamite. Um, I loved it when I saw it in middle school. Now, this is the thing, though. I saw it with a group of people, and we had a really great so time. that's the other thing I was going to say. It might be very dependent on who you see it with. I think so. Uh, if I watched it by myself, I don't know if I would find it as funny, or if I just watched it with a crowd that didn't really enjoy it. Might be, might be the same experience. I feel like I should give it a chance like to watch the whole thing, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I don't know. There's some, there's some parts that still make me laugh, but there are some other parts. I'm just like, what... Like, what year does this take place? Like, I couldn't tell you what year that movie takes place. I have really no uh, point of reference. Like, sometimes it looks like it's taking place in the 70s. Sometimes it looks like it's taking place in the early 2000s. Sometimes it looks like it's happening in the 90s. I don't know. Well, doesn't he do a dance montage? He does. What, I wonder if any of the what, dances there. What year does he go up to? He No, he doesn't do, like, the evolution of dance. Oh, it's not that. Okay. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, like there's some, there's some weird things where like he like buys a time machine 
on the internet. So the internet's on it. So like this must be going on the computer. So maybe I don't know. Late eighties, early nineties. How did he buy? What site did he buy the time machine? I on? don't know if they ever ta- mentioned where he got it. Because his brother's like on a chat room online. He meets his girlfriend Lafonda. Yeah. Anywho, so so Pedro. There's probably some huge Napoleon Dynamite fans just yelling at this podcast oh, right now. Probably. And let us know when you uh, when you vote or you just randomly select a character because I guess that's what our listeners do sometimes. It's fine. You can do that. Yeah. That's that's what I do. That's fine. And I'm on the show. <laughs> Well, you randomly voted right for the uh, for the person that you that you needed, Steve. I haven't voted in years. I, I, know, I know you haven't voted in a long time. Um, I think it's a conflict of interest. It's, it's so? an ethical reason, not a lazy reason. Oh, I think that's fair. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. But Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, so you got uh, Pedro Sanchez, and he is one of Napoleon's friends, and he ends up running for class president against uh, one of the characters named Summer. Wheatley, I believe her last name is, which is played by Haley Duff, Hillary Duff's sister. And uh, we're going to have him go against the, the two individuals that, that we chose. Do you want to go with who uh, you chose first? I would love to. I chose Forrest Gump from the 1994 film Forrest Gump, based on the novel by Winston Groom called Forrest Gump. Yes. <laughs> Directed by Robert Zemeckis. You may have heard of that guy. Starring Tom Hanks, who you also may have heard of. He plays a, I don't know, a simple-minded man. Uh, no, he definitely has, I don't know what the, what are you supposed to call, what, what what's like the politically correct term now for like. I would say he, he has a disability. Yeah. Right? Does he? I'd say so. Okay. Yeah. I'm not positive what his diagnosis is. Yeah. But he's he's not a smart man, which I think he says that, so I think you're allowed to say that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a direct <laughs> quote. Um, I may not be a smart. Oh, I, we can't do impersonation. I wasn't going to yeah. do it at Forrest Gump impersonation. Yeah. He says I may not be a smart man, but I know what love is. Oh, is that really? That's, that's the quote. That, yeah, that's what he says in the movie. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I was right. <laughs> 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 so, um, basically, the story of Forrest Gump is how this guy from Greenbow, Alabama, small t- small Alabama. I don't know. Is it small? I don't even know. Yeah, I think it's a town time. in Alabama is somehow president present for historical moments everything pretty much by accident yeah starting with like as a kid elvis presley stays at his mother's like apartment or whatever kind like of bed and uh, breakfast kind of thing yeah and like he learns a dance move from forrest gump mm-hmm. so and then from there it's just like everything else you've ever learned in like u.s history too because this is like the classic u.s history 2 movie oh this yeah. is interesting getting a history teacher's perspective yeah i don't because yeah, then it. you don't i request and i was denied oh really yeah do but I don't, teach, I don't teach us two anymore oh. uh that was my first year teaching i think i was they didn't say why i was denied watching it because we have to request movies if we want to show it in class uh, but i think it may be because of the drug references in the movie oh uh, i think that's why it was denied. there's also some nudity but there also you is some nudity a, too. just censor that scene yeah could you ask to just show a scene uh i don't have to ask if it's like a five ten minute clip i don't have to ask okay. permission i wonder if there's like a good summary clip anyway yeah he uh he fights in Vietnam. He meets multiple presidents. Yeah, multiple presidents. He plays ping pong in China. He um invents the happy face. Creates the happy face. Uh, he uh, finds the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company, which has since transcended pop culture into uh, reality. Yeah, a real a real restaurant. A real restaurant. I don't know if they're any good. I've seen I've, one in I've, New York. There's I've, one in New York. I've never eaten there. Uh, when when Allie and I went on our honeymoon. Uh, one part of our cruise uh, stopped at uh, oh, it's in Mexico. 
It's a little island in Mexico. I think you've been there before. Mm, uh, I don't know. I can't remember. I can't believe I can't remember. Anyway, um, there was a right off the ship. There was a uh, a Bubba Gum Shrimp Company right there, and that's where like where everybody went to eat. I'm like, come on, guys, we're in Mexico. Like, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, that's try, like try something new here. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he he's very uh, present in the development of American history post 1950. Yeah, and you buy I- stock in Apple. Oh yeah, <laughs> there actually is a sequel, a sequel novel written by the author, but it never got made into a movie because I think they like kind of screwed him over on the royalties. I think so. He's yeah. like, he wasn't. Not, a you're not getting my sequel. The movie, yeah. Um, but Forrest Gump, being what I will argue is an actual caring human being, interested in helping people, might be interested in running for a small office, high school, college, what have you, mm-hmm. and um. I think he already has his campaign slogan, Run, Forest, Run. Oh, that's a good one. And yeah. you know it's a good slogan because it just popped in your head and you like you remember that scene where he's yeah, running. when he's just running. Yep. And so I, I actually think he'd be a good, um, like, small representative. Small, like, you know, um, I don't know if I'd vote for him for president. But, like, class but president. Class president, yeah. sure. All right. I, I think I think you have good points there. And we'll, we'll see what we can do. So, uh, anything else you want to add for Forrest Gump? No, that's my background. I don't want to. I don't want to give away all my stuff. Okay. All right. So I'm going with uh, the character Steve Holt. Steve Holt! Uh, exclamation point, which Chris alluded to in the beginning of the episode. Steve Holt is a character from the Fox TV show Arrested Development, later turned Netflix TV show Arrested Development. I'm going to start by saying this: If you have not watched Arrested Development, please. Go watch Arrested Development. I never finished it, but it's so good. I love it. So I don't know why I never finished. I've only seen seasons one through four. I started five, and then I couldn't really get into it. So, real quick background story about this show: season seasons one, two, and three were on Fox, and it was like critically acclaimed, but not a big audience uh, ship. It was. It has uh, Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, Portia de Rossi, um, the guy who plays. Um, He's, he plays Forky in Toy Story. Tony Hale, I think his name is. Yeah, who plays the dad, too? Uh, he's a, he's a he's oh, good he, at yeah, stuff. He, he's in, like, Transparent. Um, it has... Uh, who plays George Michael? What's his name? The, Paul, Michael, Michael Sarah. Sarah. Michael Sarah's in it. Uh, just a really lot of and good who people. who plays... Um, Maybe. No, oh, Tobias? Oh, Tobias, yeah. Ah, uh, oh, gosh. I, I can't think of his, his name. name is. Yeah. He's, he's a funny actor, too. He, he's, he's a funny actor, too, yeah. Um, so... After season three got canceled, but then Netflix bought it and did a season four and five in like 2013 and 2017. So there was like these huge gaps and they're not as good as the original three seasons, but first three seasons are like, like perfect television. David Cross. David Cross. Thank you. Just, yeah. That's, okay. that's the guy who plays the bias. So anyway, so Steve Holt in this show is a, a high school jock. And uh, in one of the episodes called the immaculate election, he actually ends up running for his fourth term as class president. Uh, however, he is a third-year senior. He has been in high school for a long time. So he's not the brightest person uh, in the bunch. But he he's a caring person, and he really wants to do well. He is in Alcoholics Anonymous as a, as a high school student. He has admitted that. Um, he is very, very popular. His uh, slogan that the students have championed around is four more years. 
in the episode. You can hear students uh, chanting that, and they have posters claiming four more years. Um, he's also very, very religious. He's a born-again Christian. He never knew who his father was, and he takes it upon himself to go out and learn that. Um, so that way he can have uh, some closure in his life. You're taking the wind out of some of my attack ads. Oh, because I'm trying to get ahead of the ball here. <laughs> yeah, that's smart because yeah. in the show they actually used an attack ad against him, like, saying he didn't know who his father was. <laughs> they, oh, they go way beyond that. That was a really bad attack ad. They really went after him. Um, you never knew who his father. Uh, so during the race, so he won his fourth uh, consecutive term as class president. And he actually dropped out saying he did not want to accept the win because he wanted to take that time to go and try to find out who his father was, which he did end up doing. But not for like a few seasons, right? No, it was at the very end of that episode. Well, then I read about another episode where they like didn't remember. So that also happened too. So at the very end of the episode, they always do like the next time on Arrested Development. So they said, uh, you know, Steve learns who his father was. And I don't know if he f hired like a detective or PI or something, but the, the person hands Steve Holt a picture of Will Arnett's character. And he's like, this is your father. And he's like, whoa, my father. And then you're right. Later on in the show, he like sees Will Arnett, who is the uncle of one of his classmates. And the, but, the whole family yeah. is like super connected. But um, that he might be dating. That he also might be dating. Yeah, exactly. But uh, so that's so that's Steve Holt. Um, so I think I think with um, he's you have, you have the experience. He has the experience. He has the popularity. Um, he has he has the evangelical vote, which it <laughs> seemed like in the, in those areas it could be could be pretty important. Um, he uh, has a great slogan of four more years, which is ironic because high school whatever. is that a great slogan though. Sure. Did they think they were electing him for a four-year term of class president? So that's kind of the joke. I'll get into this when we do the fun facts, but there's kind of like an inside joke with this this class election. But so that's 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 basically Steve Holt uh, in in a nutshell. But um, before we start going and attacking each other, like you know what you're supposed to do in an election, and not really talk about the issues, uh, I just wanted to talk real quick about uh, Pedro. Since he's the, oh, yeah, one of the guys, you. we're he's really running, yeah, we're running against we're really running against Pedro. But we can also knock each other's down. So uh, Pedro, he he gives a speech in the movie, and it's his speech as to what he wants to do. And he said that he wants to uh, add some Holy Santos in the high school hallways to bring good luck. Which it seems like those are some types of. Mexican paintings, uh, religious paintings, portraits that he wants to put. Oh, or the they hallways. can actually be like a figurine, I believe. Figurine too. too? Yeah. Okay. Like some people, like I forget which saint. My, you like can bury one in your yard if you're trying to sell your house. They have all the saints for help. like a saint for everything. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so he wants to bring those into the high school to bring good luck. So it seems like the high school has been pretty down lately. If he <laughs> if he feels the need to to bring those in. Uh, he also is really uh, proud of the uh, Future Farmers of America schedule. He says we have some some exciting things coming with the FAA, or excuse me, the FFA. Okay. Apologize. Uh, and then his his big quote, which he ends his speech with, is, "If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true." 
which is a very broad statement. Isn't that like the perfect summary of like American politics though? Like, first of all, take no strong positions on anything. Because like, like just like Aaron Burr in Hamilton, like he right. mastered politics before America was a country. He knew how to win. Right. Don't take a strong stance on anything. So anyone can like you. They just push. They 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 project their views on you as a candidate. Yes. Make some vague statements about things that have general support, like saints being good and farmers being good that like pretty much no one can disagree with and then make an insane promise that you can have no way of living up to your wildest dreams will come true going back to aaron burr you know don't um talk less smile more don't let them know what you're against or what you're for that's exactly what i'm talking about. that's exactly what he did except for the things that he's for are things that you cannot be against if you're against those things then you're just you know, not American, I guess you would say, or something. That's uh, interesting. Um, okay, so you actually summarized basically his entire platform with that summary, right? Like, yeah, so that's that, not that, a summary. That's actually comprehensive. So that 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 is it. Yeah, that is exact. That is pretty much word for word what he says. I do want to add though. Uh, he <laughs> at one point in the movie he does have a pinata of his opponent at like a at like a little gathering that he holds to try to gain support. So he has like students beating a pinata mm. of uh, Haley Duff's character, Summer, and he gets in trouble uh, with the principal. Uh, and his uh, punishment is he has to take down all the flyers, basically trying to gain, garner support. Um, but he's like, but in Mexico, like we have pinatas of people and we just beat them. Like that's just <laughs> kind of what we do. It's nothing insulting, but you know. Yeah, the the optics aren't great on that though. No, yeah, it doesn't doesn't really work well with the focus groups here. But uh, he also has some sort of uh, Secret Service protection with uh, two of his cousins. Two of his cousins kind of like follow him around school. They're not students, but if someone's like picking on him, they'll like show up in their car and they have like hydraulic lifts and they'll like start bouncing and look at the people who are trying to bully him and like shake their heads no and they always run away. Wow, so he has some sort of uh, protection there. That's perfect. Then that's like projecting his power and making him look like important. Spoiler alert, he wins the election. I was going to say, like, these tactics are are proven to work. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He he, he has mastered uh, American politics within the high school community. Well, we don't know if he'll win our election. That's true. That's true. So why do you think Forrest Gump, what's he going to bring? How is he going to be able to defeat Pedro? Yeah. So one thing I wanted to mention when you were doing your summary, you described Steve Holt as a, um, a jock, right? Yes. Generally, they have some popularity among the school. So I actually... In some ways, Forrest Gump would also be a jock in high school or college. I would completely agree with because that. Because he was so good at running, he actually went to Alabama on a football scholarship. That's right. And so he probably played in high school and was probably a, an excellent running back. I think he was maybe a kick returner he was in college. a kick returner, yeah. But he could probably do anything running related on the team. Yeah. And he'd, he'd probably do very well if he was good enough to get a college scholarship, make him very popular. But he's also, like, pretty down-to-earth with the common folk. He... He he's very he's very um uh like level headed headed um you know he wouldn't he wouldn't like act like a hugely popular guy he'd he'd be friends with anybody he'll talk to anybody the movie starts with him just talking to someone he sits next to at a bus stop he's kind of an everyman he has he has a story for everybody he'll listen to anybody he'll talk to anybody and he genuinely cares about people even even Jenny who he loves who treats him objectively poorly like is not good with maybe a few exceptions and he still loves her and cares for her and wants the best for her and wants her to be happy. And that's generally how he treats all his personal relationships in life. He just wants them to be happy and help them. 
and he's a war hero. I don't know if that happened yet in this uh, timeline. I would probably say <laughs> not yet. I mean, I, I'm endorsed by Kennedy. <laughs> you know, I have Nixon's support. <laughs> you could just throw all that stuff in there. Okay. Um, do you, you what, what do you think it would be Forrest Gump's platform as a class president going for some type of election? Uh, I, I think he might have an anti-bullying um platform i think he's dealt with it in his own life i think uh pedro would too but i think pedro would do a better job of dealing with bullies because he could say i'm just gonna have my cousins walk around drive around school all that's, day that's bullying also it's more intimidation. also if pedro was gonna have it on his platform he should have we know his platform <laughs> he already said it it's farming and saints in, in the hallway and all your dreams will come true. <laughs> yeah and all your dreams yeah, yeah. Uh, okay so what would Forrest Gump's platform be besides besides uh, bullying? Um, it, it might. I don't know what would be important in an Alabama high school. Maybe <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe maybe increased ping pong teams. Maybe like increased 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 uh, uh, after school activities. Okay, including but not limited to table tennis. Um, he he eventually gets very good at at ping pong that's why that's why i specifically highlighted that he actually becomes so good he competes in the olympics uh i don't know he competes in some tournament against like china yeah he does do that in china yeah i think um he would probably uh have intramural be really big and yeah and like sports that could that that could that could be played by people who don't fit into like maybe football or baseball like more people might be able to access sports like table tennis I don't know shuffleboard, okay, stuff like that. That's great. Get people, get more people involved. How? Uh, what are what are his thoughts on future farmers of America? Is this something he's on board with? Like he supports Pedro's initiative with that? Does he think Pedro wouldn't do enough? <laughs> I don't. I I don't really. I can't. I don't know his thoughts on farming. Uh, he'd probably think it's good to give people food. <laughs> I could. I could imagine Tom Hanks just saying, "Yep, it's good to give people food. That's what the people want." <laughs> i i don't think it would be a big part of his campaign though to be honest so it's just mainly focusing on bullying i i don't know how much power a school president really has or <laughs> a class president really has like don't you pretty much just like organize the class reunion and i don't know like try to get like lunch extended or something they, they always say things like that you know like the, i feel like the stereotypical one is free ice cream you know, yes, lunch extended. That that'll never that'll never happen. Okay, maybe like being that's able like to, contractual like issues. Seniors, to to seniors can eat outdoors. Yeah, maybe stuff like that. Yeah, being able to, or being able to go off uh, campus, school grounds in order to go and uh, yeah uh, do things. I'm trying to think. Our our school president last year um, requested something. I'm trying to think what it was. Oh, so at our school. Uh, the homecoming dance, not prom, but the homecoming dance is only reserved for students from our school. Prom, you can have students come from outside of the school, but homecoming is only from our school just because if you're bringing guests, the the principal has to call other schools and figure out who these kids are. Are they good kids? You know, what they have. Is that what he asked? He just calls the school and said, is this a good kid? He's like, what can you tell me about this kid? Like, are there disciplinary issues, grades, like that kind of stuff. Um, So our, our, um, Last year, our homecoming, or excuse me, our senior class president, he didn't like the fact that we weren't allowed to bring guests from outside of uh, the school for homecoming. So he uh, made an appointment with the principal, sat down with him, pitched his case, 
principal took his idea and then students were allowed to come from outside the school. So it is possible for uh, class presidents or anybody involved in the student body to take things that are a little more manageable and to do things. Sure. That's why that. I, I think focused on maybe some intramural sports and athletic events and anti-bullying is a, is a fair you know amount to bite off in one year as class president. That's not, not shooting for the stars here. Right. You have one year, except Steve Holt's supporters thinks he gets four. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah you have one year to really you know get done what you want to get done that's achievable you know small small little things small initiatives like you said you're really not changing school policy grading policy he he might also advocate for maybe more um like mental health resources for for kids because of his his friend jenny's uh, uh abusive uh father, father issues that's true not only just that but also uh, safe spaces maybe for for the students to maybe to try to get away from those types of scenarios that's that that's really starting to get high up now you're gonna have to start talking to like local authority mm -hmm. and and stuff like that but hey i mean if forrest wants to go for it i feel like forrest gump like he never slept in that movie i feel like he was always just ready to go at a moment's notice because he wants he to was. get stuff done he, was. he he did so much he had yeah. so much to do yeah then within 40 years he, he changed the face of american history so Steve Holt with um with his platform. So I think he's going to focus on a couple things. So I think he's going to try to widen the school's uh elective uh offerings that they have. I think that he would try to incorporate a genealogy class. <laughs> okay. For the for the school students to to enjoy given that he went his entire life without knowing who his father was, eventually finding out who his father was. Um, and I've actually learned, I actually, as a teacher myself, I really want to try to incorporate a genealogy class. I've tried pitching it to my principal, interested, but they're like, how can you make it last, you know, like a whole year or half a semester, which you can. Then it comes down to funding for all those different resources and websites and things like that. Because there's a lot of uh, my students. Are you being serious right no, now? No, I'm, I'm being dead serious. I'm not just saying this to talk out of my butt for the podcast. Um, you th you want to have you want to teach a genealogy class? I'd love like, to. What would you teach them about? Well, these students, like a lot of my students, they don't know where their families come from. Like a lot of my students tend to be from the Hispanic and Latino population, and they're like, oh, well, like my parents are from Puerto Rico, or my parents were from Spain or something, but they don't know, or excuse me, from Mexico, but they don't know. Do they have ancestry in spain hmm. or or what like they honestly have no idea or you know they were born in the united states but they don't really know where their parents or their grandparents you know where their origins were so i think a genealogy class could be really cool you have my support if you ever need anything hey, thanks uh i think i so i think steve holt would be really big on that just because i feel like there are a lot of students who don't know their family's background you know, and, you know what my counter argument to that would be at the uh, debate? What's that? You've been class president for three years. Why didn't you do it over the last three years? That's because I didn't have uh, the awakening to learn more about my family until I found Christ. Okay. Because once I found that father, I realized I needed to find my birth father, which is what he basically said in the episode. So I'm just quoting Steve Hall at that point. Uh, but you're right. And... Has he? I, so yeah, it was three years in a row. That's true. But he's been in high school for like seven, I think. So I would do uh, try to get a genealogy class uh, offered at the school as an elective. Just make it pass or fail. 
we're not we're not doing grades that we're just doing pass or fail that seems that seems fair yeah that's what he would want anyway so that way he would pass it <laughs> right he did have a lot of trouble passing his classes i mean considering he's a third year senior so speaking of electives actually i, I was i was looking at his his yearbooks over those three <laughs> senior years yeah. and like his first senior year he's like his activity was like football Yes. And then the next year was drama. Yeah. Then the final one was something like serious. I actually forget off the top of my food head. Food services. Food services. Yeah, food services. <laughs> um, so his first, his first senior quote was, uh, so he did football, uh, and his quote, his first senior year was, "I'm out of here." <laughs> his quote, his second uh, senior year was, "See you, suckers." And his quote for his third senior year was study hard guys. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that was his quote. Um, so yeah, very, very much involved, uh, and not very happy with the choices that he made, but he learned, he learned, you know, come his third year. He said, you know what? His third senior year. He said, guys, you know what? I, you need to study. You really need, I feel like he's a guy who's learned from his mistakes. That's a fair point. And he could be, uh, a, uh, a role model for students. I think also he would probably try instituting some type of, uh, mandatory study hall for at least seniors, if not all students where he could maybe help run the study hall where the students check in with him. He, uh, looks at their grades. He looks at what assignments are missing. He sees if he can, Help them because if you've been in high school for seven years, you've probably taken most of the courses that they have to offer there. So hopefully by now he would be able to provide some kind of guidance. Not saying that he would guarantee for them to pass, but he can maybe give some advice or look at other students who are in the class and maybe pair them up so that way they could they could help each other. So I think he would take an initiative with that, trying to get some kind of study hall going. Also, I think he would also start if they don't have it already. It's left ambiguous in the show. You have no idea. But I think he would start like a fellowship of Christian athletes, which is also very popular in a lot of high schools, given that he is jock football player. uh, And he also is a born again Christian, really big into religion. I think uh, a fellowship of Christian athletes would be really good. And then kind of like how it happened in the show, he got the evangelical vote which is what propelled him to the class presidency. So if he was able to uh, pitch that he's going to start a fellowship of Christian athletes, that might get that group of school voters to, uh, to really back and support him. Did Forrest Gump have any like religious things? He probably like met the Pope or something. No, he never met the Pope. Um, Maybe in the sequel. I, should I think he did. Ta- I think he talked about religion in some, in some way, but I don't, I mean, his mother, I'm sure, was really... I mean, coming back down from, you know, Alabama tends to be a little more religious area. I think uh, there's definitely something in which he was involved in that. No, because they pray. Remember they pray? Him and Jenny, they pray at one point. Yeah, I thought they there was... They say, like, like um, imagine I'm a bird, fly me far, far away to get them away. Because Jenny wanted to get away from her father. And, and Forrest just kind of wanted to get away in general to kind of see the world. Um. Now, when it comes to Pedro, because Pedro, Pedro's the guy I gotta be, I gotta be going for. Uh, so, the Holy Santos, I would, I would argue, I would say, what bad luck has the school been having that we are in need of these these saint objects to be placed around the school? Because uh, I would, it seems like their school's doing really well. But why do you say that? Just because uh, the football team, he says, is doing well. Um, and just like what they're showing with the school, like there's really positive school spirit. Like it doesn't seem like people are down. Yeah, okay. 
Uh, so I'd be kind of just curious, like why, why do you, we need to bring some, some good luck, but there could be, you know, whatever is going on. Uh, when it comes to the future farmers of America, I think that's a great idea. Like, I feel like, like you said, that's, that's one of those topics where you can't talk negatively about it because you're shooting yourself in the foot. Um, I might try to claim like all of your wildest dreams will come true. Like, all right, Pedro, I'm going to dream of a pony, like bring me a pony. In which he'd probably like talk to his cousins and say, "Hey guys, bring me a pony." Who are his cousins? I can do all this stuff. There are these, there's these two. I'll, I'll show you a picture when we're done recording. There's these two, like uh, Hispanic guys, and they show up and they're just kind of like his posse. They're older. They're probably like 25 or 30, but they just help out Pedro. Um, can they acquire ponies? I I don't know. I mean, like when Pedro wants things done, they get it done. Huh. So it's possible. I'm not sure. But that that's that's one thing where I think Steve Holt would be like, oh, gotta be gotta be careful where you're poking the bear there with Pedro because he could he could talk to his cousins that can that can come around. They both seem like they might split the religious people too. Uh, oh yeah, that's true I mean, because he's might he's, be concerned about he's that. pulling out the holy son. Now this is the thing. So it seemed that um, Pedro was more Catholic, and Steve Holt was more okay. Protestant. So it really depends on on the area. Gotcha. But, so if you're if you're in Pedro's school, seemed like it was a Catholic school. Or not, I shouldn't say Catholic school. They had a Catholic population. Steve Holt, possibly Protestant. I, it's you know, it, it, you really don't know. But that's what it comes down to. You gotta you gotta figure out that vote right there. That block of people. Um, he does have a a, a, a question or excuse me, I should say a slogan that he's known for. Steve Holt, which I think is a great slogan that kind of summarizes his character. Steve Holt has been known for saying, "Don't ask, can I ask." I can. <laughs> so I think that okay. would be a great uh, election slogan for him too. And like when they show him, you think that would be a great election slogan for him? That long for, sentence for, of don't d- don't ask, can I? Ask, I can. Everyone go, oh, I can. Okay. Agree to disagree, maybe <laughs> on that slogan. It, it's it's interesting because that show this show came out around two thousand three, two thousand four. Um, it's interesting watching it with like contemporary eyes given american politics because he's kind of like this trumpian character where like he says steve holt and throws his fist in the air and then the students go nuts like they just start applauding him and cheering him where all he literally did was just say his name but Hmm. they but they loved it and they ate it up and they were totally for it got the crowd going made them start screaming four more years like it's very interesting to see in uh, in today's eyes so i think i think steve holt stands a chance with pedro but that religious vote's gonna gonna be split between the catholics and the protestants so that's that's what we're looking at for that anything you want to add additionally for forrest gump i, I want to maybe throw some mud at at um steve holt just okay. to maybe dirty, put the, some, let's dirty the field a little bit put yeah so um I, I was reading there were some uh, some drug allegations. So you you admitted you were an Alcoholics Anonymous. That's great. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad he's getting help with that. But a uh, former drug user as well, OxyContin. Oh, that's right. Because uh, I shouldn't be laughing about OxyContin. But uh, I'm trying to... Uh, There's a joke about it where he calls it... He says it's for like oxygen and incontinence or something <laughs> yes. like that. Yeah, he goes, I got them from my coach. They're filled with oxygen and it makes you incontinent. It's called oxy-incontinent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so this might not be the kind of guy you want as your class president. So he he <laughs> has had a problem with an OxyContin. However, 
he can spin it in saying he did not seek this out on purpose. He was given this and he was misinformed as to what they were. He was what? so he was he he's maintaining he was literally told that by his coach. Oh, absolutely. That they give you oxygen and incontinence. Chris, this kid's in his seventh year of high school. I mean, he's not like I honestly think he believed that. Why would the coach tell him that? Because the c- coach wanted him to not feel any pain. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> it seemed like a weird school. I don't know why <laughs> why people were going there. I mean, the coach wanted him to feel no pain when he was ready to go on the field. Like he wanted to be, you know, peak condition. Hmm, okay. You know, nothing holding him back. Okay. So yeah, he should probably go to uh, add NA onto that also. Dude, that's an but, extremely addictive drug. Yeah, right now he's just focusing on AA. Okay. But he probably should also focus on NA. You're correct. Maybe. But this is what he would say. Like, I feel like this is where kind of like the Trumpian would come out of him. He would say like, who hasn't taken Oxycontin before? And all the people would be like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, I, I, I have to. Or my dad takes it too. Like, all right, fine. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. You know, my cousin, my cousin does it, whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh, seriously. So any other uh, mud you want to throw at me? No, you already said the other ones. Oh, the Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, and not knowing who your father is. And not knowing. Is that a bad thing? <laughs> no, I was just going to reference that the it it was, I uh-huh. think jokingly portrayed as a bad thing in in Arrested Development. Correct. Yes. Yeah. They they make a uh, a negative attack ad on him, and that's the interesting thing too with with Steve Holt. Kind of also going back to Trump again. Negative ads do not work on him. Like when they make that negative ad against Steve Holt, nothing sticks. Well, to and be it, fair, I mean, well, it was I also don't know really... what else they said, but like. Not knowing who your dad is is not a negative thing. Like, it's not... It shouldn't be a... Correct. Correct. I mean, and the way they filmed it, it was like one of those stereotypical negative political ads. Yeah. Where they're like, Steve Holt, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, I mean, yeah, everyone's like, okay, why is that a bad thing, in a way? That's what smart people would think. But they'd also think that thinking that Oxycontin <laughs> has oxygen and incontinence is, makes no sense. You would think so. Unfortunately, that's not what happens in this so show. So his, his his constituents are simultaneously smart consumers of negative attack ads, but simultaneously <laughs> very dumb. Uh I th- I think they're they're eating up whatever he says and they're they're taking it for what it yeah. is. Okay. So he's just a um very uh populist uh Yeah, I I that, and that's a fair thing to say. He's a complete populist, absolutely. Okay. So, yep, Steve Holt. Uh, anything else you want to add? Uh, any fun facts? or? Oh, I'll do a few fun facts. Did you have any fun sure. facts? Uh, so, one thing I had is, in so this episode I alluded to, is like I mentioned, is called The Immaculate Election. And... Oh, is this about the... So it was compared... They were they were spoofing a real-life election. So right? they were spoofing the 2004 presidential okay. election, which was against George W. Bush and John Kerry. Uh, so some of the... Uh, analogies that they had going on, similarities they had. Um, at one point, he, uh, the character says that there were not many s- students in the school who wanted to overturn the decision of the election, um, but they didn't want to put the school through that, which was a uh, joke on Al Gore after the 2000 election. Um, Steve Holt's religious-themed uh, garners with sympathy votes is very reminiscent to, in 2004, Bush won largely due to the religious vote. Uh, There's also a third-party candidate in the school election, and it's a character named 
Rav Nadir, who was an Indian student, and that's supposed to be a pun on Ralph Nader mm-hmm. uh, from the election. And also, which I didn't know this, uh, but when his supporters were chanting four more years, that was a huge rallying cry, the 2004 Republican convention uh, for George W. Bush. Which I, I thought that's just kind of been around for a while. I didn't think it was yeah. more of a recent, you know, the past 16 years uh, kind of thing. So uh, that that's pretty much it with that. Uh, like I said, just kind of parody. This whole, the whole first three seasons parody the Bush administration in actually some pretty funny ways. Like it has to do with Saddam Hussein and the Iraq war. Oh, I remember though. That's pretty funny. Too. Yeah. It, it, they it, like it, sold him houses or something. They, yeah. They sold Saddam Hussein houses uh, before the war. And then they accuse the family of being treasonous when the Iraq war happens and they capture Saddam. And then it's, and then at one point, like there's a character who's hiding in the attic, kind of like how Saddam was hiding in his, his hole in Iraq. Um, but it's like I said, it's on, it's on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, please go give it a chance. It's it's a very different type of show. The whole show's narrated by Ron Howard, basically telling you what the characters are thinking, what they're doing. Uh, it's it's a, it's a really good show. Definitely, definitely very, check it out. Very funny, very good. Yeah, very well written. With probably some a few people would disagree on a few episodes oh, or seasons. R- real quick too, um, the Russo brothers. Who did? Um, oh, they directed some of the episodes. They they wrote and directed a couple of the episodes, and then they got really big in, into Community. But this is where the Russo brothers really really got their start was uh, Arrested Development. I did not know that. Yeah, who later did you know the Avengers and and Civil War and whatnot. So that's that's uh, Arrested Development and uh, and uh, Steve Holt. I got some pretty interesting For- Forrest Gump facts. Um, did you know Tom Hanks didn't take a like an initial salary for this film? He took percentage points, which worked out for him because he made about forty million dollars. Ooh, wow! Um, and I think he won Best Actor. Oh, I don't know. I think the line uh, "My name is Forrest Gump. People call me Forrest Gump." Improv by Tom Hanks. Really? That's kind of like Forrest Gump's James Bond. You know, Bond, James Bond. My name is Forrest. Forrest Gump. <laughs> kind of. In a way, if you want to look at it like that. Kind of like that. So um, we referenced this in our argument, and you, you remember how Forrest Gump plays ping pong, and he's very good. Um, would you believe, do you think that Tom Hanks learned to play ping pong that well to, for this for the for the film? No. No, he didn't. The, so in those scenes... <laughs> I was going to say, I thought it was green screen. <laughs> um, I, I so. guess. So they just, the ball is CGI. Okay. So they could have done it on green screen or just... Yeah. That's, Some what, other that's what I CGI. thought. That's what so I thought. So they just CGI'd it to always hit the paddles in those scenes where they're like shooting it for, back and forth really fast. You got me. You got me. <laughs> I, w- I was going to give you like multiple choices, but then I realized if I said that one, you put, you would get it right. Um, do you know any of the actors who turned down the role of Forrest Gump? All right, let me guess. We're talking 94. Um, Tom Cruise. No, good guess. Mm, Brad Pitt. No, mm. uh, a little, uh, a, a little more seasoned actors. Mm. They weren't like old at the time, but they were older. Um, not Robert De Niro. No, you're uh, never gonna guess. All right, go ahead. Bill Murray, John Travolta, Chevy Chase, turned Dude, down Forrest Gump. Uh, I think it's uh, way better. Tom Hanks doing that. Um, Zemeckis wanted Bill Paxton. That would have been good. And the author of the novel wanted John Goodman, or envisioned John Goodman. Mm, 
I don't know. I just, I, I, Tom Hanks just did it so well. I can't yeah, imagine. I, it's I one of those Im- things you can't imagine anyone else in the role. Exactly. Correct. There's a ton, but that's uh, I won't uh, I won't drag it out. Um, I I really also love Forrest Gump. I yeah. remember the first time I saw that movie. It's a great. It's a great I was movie. like, that movie is fantastic, and it's just really fun, especially with American history. You see him. Oh, there's LBJ. There's JFK. There's Nixon. Uh, there's him going to China, and how they did some of that stuff was just really cool. How they just superimposed him into those old footage yeah you know and just kind of yeah they actually did some very good cgi to do that i I agree i agree i did look up to see which some of the uh, awards that it won strictly just looking here at the academy awards it won best actor for tom hanks it won best director for robert zemeckis best film editing best picture best visual effects it won all these it won all of these best uh adapted screenplay also so not only best picture best director Best Actor, also, in which Tom Hanks also won the award the previous year for Best Actor for the film Philadelphia. So he won, he won back-to-back, which I think is deserved of Tom Hanks. He is a national treasure. And I think that's something we can all agree on. So uh, hopefully you all enjoyed this episode. Um, we know the election season is over, but in America, it seems like it's just going to last until January 20th. But uh, we just wanted to, you know, bring a little small, contained election fun for your listening. And pleasure. guess what you get to do now? You get to go vote. And now you get to go vote. You get to do your patriotic duty for our podcast. Make sure they're only legal votes, please. We don't have mail-in, but you can vote online. Even easier. Exactly. Go to whowouldwincast.com slash vote. Uh, or you could also click the link in the, sh- in the show notes that you can vote there we are asking though if you see anybody conducting anything in which you may think is voter fraud please let us know so that way we can address it we don't want to have any of that in our show we want just honest fair elections yep i think that's uh what everybody wants so anyway um chris anything else you want to add before we head out of here no i was going to make some more like dumb election jokes but i I think people are over it i think so too (laughs) all right so uh please uh remember to make sure to follow us on instagram twitter facebook and our website whowouldwincast.com subscribe and rate wherever you listen to podcasts and please continue to participate in our show for the whowouldwincast this has been steve and this has been chris and we will see you next time Bye bye